Hey, welcome back, Kelowna. My name is Andrew Mionis, and you're tuned to the Promise Network podcast. This is our first podcast of the year, and we'd like to welcome our special guest. Uh, today, we're going to be talking to Julie, and I'm sorry, sorry and Alex. Julie and Alex, uh, today we're talking about Mono Reimagine. Okay, so again, welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much for coming today. We really appreciate you being here. Our first official podcast of the year is 2024. There's a lot of things going on in this world. Uh, as we speak, and I am, I'm just happy to have you here because we come to talk about the good news and, and you have brought an idea and, and the idea is called Pomona Reimagined. And so we're really looking forward to exploring what that means, Pomona Reimagined. So before we get started with Pomona Reimagined, we'll start with you, Julie, and then we'll go to you, Alex, and just share a little bit about yourself and, and I guess what brings you here. So I'm Julie Wheeler, and I live in the city of Pomona, and I've only been here seven years. I grew up in the city of Laverne and got remarried later in life and moved to Pomona, and this is my place. This right. is my place. So met great people like you and Jan and just a ton of people and got involved in the city workings, you know, being politically minded, you know, seeing the city of Pomona, but also Compassionate Pomona, Restorative Practices Pomona. And I, Alex and I are together on a, a committee or a, a group called Agenda for a Prophetic Faith. Agenda for a Prophetic Faith. That, that's a beautiful. Agenda for a Prophetic Faith. Mm -hmm. huh? mm -hmm. Dun, dun, dun. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and so this, this group works on bringing beautiful things into the world. And and it has birthed a number of really good initiatives. Like you've probably heard of the public banking. Yes. So the Agenda for a Prophetic Faith birthed that. Ah, okay. We've also done some reparations work. Now, and, Dick Bunce and and our friend Michael Whitmer. Yes. Those are the two key names that come up in yes, my sir. mind with the re refinancing of things. Uh, the bank, community banking? What, what is Public so, banking. Public banking. Yeah. So we're going to maybe little learn a little more about that as oh, well. Well, we could, yeah. Okay. okay. So we did some reparation work. And during COVID, because every, you know, the world was shut down, an idea came called Pomona Reimagining. And what we did, well, it sort of started in 2019 where we had our, our in-person conference. I think you were there. Yes, called, that's right. It was actually called Pomona Reawakening. That's right. And Tim Mayer Sandoval was one of our keynote speakers. Azim Kamisa was a keynote speaker. And that, and we had all these breakout sessions about all the good stuff that was happening in Pomona. That was a really a turning point for me. And for an, I know for a lot of people, they just said, I just hadn't had us all together. You know, it was like to see this beautiful impact of all these people working for the goodness in Pomona. Yes. And 
The keynote speaker, Azim Kamisa, who runs his own violence prevention, I mean, he's he's big. You can look him up. He's got a great story, a tragic story, but a great story. After being with us all day, he gave this keynote speech, and he said, I've been in many, many communities, but I've never been in one like this. So he saw something in us. Right that we actually hadn't seen in ourselves. Mm. You know, we thought we were good, right. but we didn't know we were great. <laughs> and so he actually saw us, you know, that we have this connective tissue. We might not have infrastructure. We might not have money, but we have this connective tissue that really is so much more valuable than all that. Right. Yeah. So that was the kind of the first rendition of Pomona Reimagining was this conference called Pomona Reawakening. Yes. And so during COVID, we did a few virtual conferences, and now we're back on our feet, and we have some, something in our future, but maybe you need to hear a little bit more about where we're coming from or our past, because Alex is really good at recounting all of our um, past. So Alex, tell us a little bit about yourself. Happy to, and thank you again, Andy, for having us here. We... We're excited about what's happening with Pomona Reimagining, but for, for me, it's hard to kind of start about myself okay. without starting about my parents. Both my parents came to this country from Mexico, from Aguascalientes uh, and Zacatecas. Oh, right. And they came as children. And my brother and I were born here in the Los Angeles area where my parents met, and I Grew up in the L.A. area and worked in my career. I've retired now five years, but I haven't retired from wanting to contribute to, to bring about good. So I still am an active volunteer and active with Pomona Reimagining. But I used to say I had such wonderful parents, but then it really came to me what made them so wonderful is all the community around them that helped them mm. as an immigrant family coming into this country and the church surrounded them, the neighbors that surrounded them, the school that helped them and helped my brother and I. So I'm a social worker by my education and I worked in the nonprofit area with families and communities and helping communities in the MacArthur Park area in Los Angeles come together to improve their health and education and economics and their, their family life and bringing that experience to here in Pomona of reimagining. And as Julie said, Pomona is just such a unique jewel there. I mean, you don't even, you can't even count on two hands, the number of cities in the world that would call themselves a city of compassion. They just wouldn't say that about themselves. And then Pomona has really given birth to so many innovative ideas and collaborative initiatives. So who wouldn't want to try to be part of it and contribute to it? So it's been exciting for Pomona Reimagining to be part of that spark and energy building. So Julie and I love what's going on here and Ramona Reimagine is trying to add to that. It's wonderful. Now I'm going to give you a little history of, of my place in Pomona. Back in the 90s, I went to high school here 
And it was a very interesting experience in the sense where uh, I did come from a city right next door, Diamond Bar. My parents, my father's an immigrant from Cali, Colombia. He came here to the States at 14 with his family. And my mom's a, uh, a Chicana from La Puente, California. <laughs> now, when we moved to Diamond Bar, I, I spent time in Pomona Unified School District. But things really changed for me, in particular, when I got into junior high, but more into high school. At that time, there was no Diamond Ranch High School. We were bused from Diamond Bar, because I lived on the north side, closer to Pomona, to Ganesha High School. Now, my introduction to Pomona, for the most part, gangs, drugs, violence. Uh, as a high schooler, I, I ditched school. I hung around with, with the crowd. People that I knew... I guess within that world, I knew Pomona is, is somewhat of a dangerous place. I mean, drugs, prostitution, uh, gang violence, multi-ethnic multi conflict, a lot of times between black and brown. I was involved in a number of fights. Uh, I've been expelled twice from school district when I was younger. And I realize now, again, uh, like many young people out there that are lost and confused, it's, it's easy to hang around with other lost boys as well that are lost and confused. And, and so in my experience in Pomona, my first, and when I first imagined Pomona was, again, a city that, that other cities in the surrounding area didn't really want to be a part of because of its bad reputation. Now, when something happened to me when I was younger, I, I ended up getting a DUI and driving under the influence. Because of, well, I shouldn't have been driving, but, but I had some conflict with a girlfriend of mine and I, I decided to go out there and drive and I got a DUI and that put me in a place where I was incarcerated for a while and on probation and I had to do a thousand hours community service. And by the good fortune, I had a mentor come into my life, a guy named, by the name of Danny Oaxaca, that his profession was a gang intervention worker. And he showed me a different world, kind of showed me that I could still be cool. I could still be Chicano, but not participating, in, I guess, in the path of violence. I began to understand myself, why I made decisions. And as I grew up, I understood that I had to go through those things in my life so that I could help others. For, for about two decades, you know, I, I spent time as a gang intervention worker, social work. I've, my whole adult life has been nonprofit work in the service of others. So as I was reintroduced to Pomona, I... I felt that it w I had a, a role to play to reimagine Pomona to be a better place. And then connecting with good people like Jan Chase, of course, with Compassion Pomona and, and a, a number of others along the way that were steadfast in their efforts to bring light to this community. And so I, I just feel very proud to be a, a part of a network of uh, light workers, we'll call them, because... There is a lot of conflict in the world today. However, uh, at MLK, I think he said, you know, you know, evil can only exist when good men fail to act, something of that nature. And so um, I feel that it's a part of my destiny to, to put in some good work. And I needed to go through some of that mess in my life in order to live the message. So um, let's talk about Pomona Reimagined. Uh, oh. Julia. So I want to tell a story. This is a story of failure because it, there's, there's a way of thinking of how to fix a community. 
And so in Atlanta, Georgia, in the 90s, former President Jimmy Carter had his, uh, I don't know, peace offices. And then in the December, two blocks away, a homeless man froze to death on the street. And he said, this should never have happened. And so he got all these experts, social scientists, experimenters. There was all this money, tens of millions of dollars poured into. Everyone wanted to work with Jimmy Carter, you know, and they had got offices. At one point, they had hired 84 people to, to work on projects, right, to, to make Atlanta a great city. There was a five-year time, time frame. So the first year, there's all these people doing all this good stuff. And so did the needle move? Well, not much, but maybe next year. So the second year, you know, it's still, let's pump more in. Let's get more volunteers. Did the needle move? Not much. And at the end of five years, the needle didn't move. So coming in with the good idea from outside and even money from the outside and having all these volunteers from the outside, it doesn't work. Mm. And we think it will. Like, oh, if we just get, we get millions of dollars, we'll be great. So Pomona reimagining is actually how do we harness who we are, mm. what we have, what we're doing, and, and make it greater, whatever that looks like more synergy, more attention, more focus. We don't have the answers, but we're saying we're going to shine a light on the great things we're doing and see if we can actually get more momentum in those things. Because it's you, me, Alex, we don't have the answers. It's the people here. And so how to, I don't know that anyone still has the answers, but well, I, I th- definitely believe that the idea that change starts from within. As we have our little background here, I've always had this, this imagination in my head uh, of a water dropping and, of course, the ripple. And the, the other rain and the other rain and it drops and it, and it ripples and the concentric circles, you know, fade in and fade out. I had been under the weather for the past couple of weeks and we'll, we'll put medicine on our body in hopes that we get better. But I still kind of believe that if I want to get better, I mean, the medicine helps a little bit. The external stuff helps a little bit, but it really, the healing has to come from within. It's your immune system yes. healing you. Right. And there's it, other things that can help that, but it's, it's your body who's healing your body. Right. Exactly. So the, the healing from within. And, and so I, I've, I've seen quite a few people in my life make positive changes in their life. And it, it wasn't necessarily because somebody, again, like so the homeless person saying, here, let me give you all the money you need. But the, the chain had to come from, from them. They wanted, you know, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes, and I just would add, I think it is the, the people power, like I was sharing, my parents were, were good people, but if it wasn't for... Other neighbors and friends and people at their church helping them out. They they couldn't have done it on their own. And there is a mistaken flaw of what we call being independent and being self-sufficient. I don't believe that exists. We there is no such thing as a one person. 
What one baby will die without a family surrounding that baby, and one baby and one family will also die without neighbors and a community. Right. So it cannot exist by mm. itself. Right. And you're getting well comes from yes, the medicine. It comes from your attitude, but it comes from the encouragement around you of people caring about, well, how are you doing, Andy? You feel right. any better? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, for this soup, you know what I mean? So that's what. Yes. Pomona Reimagining is wanting to shine a spotlight on those heroic healing efforts, wellness efforts that are going on in the community. But we want to try to add some emphasis to it. We want to say, we want to shine this spotlight, but what we're shining on is the collaboration and partnerships you have. Yes. You don't want to hear just what you are doing by yourself. So it's that partnership that we want to shine the spotlight on. Yes. And then we call it Pomona Reimagining to kind of say, this is the innovation. This is the new idea of what we wish for and want. It's not quite there yet. And we want to learn and borrow from different ideas that people have in the community and out of the community. So the spotlight shines on the collaboration, the partnerships, the new ideas, and we want an uplifting celebration. We don't want, well, here's all the horror stories of what's going on in, in Pomona. We want to hear about what that mentor and you did in your life that changed your life. Not just how horrible you were, got kicked out of school twice. So we wanted to get to the celebration part of it. And that's what we want to try to hold conferences and virtual conferences inviting that opportunity to shine the light on that. So others can see it, just like your podcast is a way of shining the light. All right. So that, can I clarify? Because sure. I think, I think what we're leaving out, because we know ourselves so, so well, but the concept of Pomona reimagining is that we, we are seeking kind of a grand challenge in Pomona that that there is a lead organization that is addressing that grand challenge. And so we come to that organization and say, hey, let's do an, a community conference. And here's what we will do to support you. So we have some money that we support to help that infrastructure. We will provide thought partners because it isn't just what are you doing to this problem? It's like, let's innovate. Let's actually shine the light on everything that's going on in Pomona? And is there innovation in other communities that we could hear from and we could benefit from? So is there a speaker that could come in? And so Pomona reimagined, we're not putting on conferences. We're encouraging folks who are doing good work to put on conferences that are innovative, creative, have a broad broad spectrum of people that are doing good good works in the community. And at the end of the conference, because sometimes I don't know about you, I've gone to a conference like, this is great, and then I never think of it again. Yeah. So after the conference, what are the following steps? How do we continue to move this forward? And so that 
that uh, lead organization has actually a, a burden to bear, not just putting on a conference, but how do we continue this good work? Because right. there, you know, when we get together, the synergy that comes out of something like that is enormous. And so how do we continue to move that ball forward? Now, I, I like to imagine a top, you know, the mm-hmm. top of spin and it spins and it looks really cool and eventually loses this momentum and it falls. Got to spin it again. Uh, throughout my adult life, I've been to conferences all throughout the United States. And I think going to conferences with like-minded people continue to reinvigorate me year after year. Of course, doing gang intervention work for so many years, uh, seeing young people that I've worked with, you know, die, go to jail. Some succeed, but some fail. It, it would take a toll on my heart from time to time. And so going to these annual conferences, being around people that are experiencing what I'm experiencing all throughout our state, sometimes the world, it, 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 like, it was like turning me again to, to, so that I could spin. And so it's, it's been a while, I think, since you know, we've had, again, the, the Pomona Reawakening a conference, but it really inspired many of us. And I think, it, again, we're right on time that it, this is something that is beneficial for the community to, to reestablish the vision year after year to remind ourselves that we don't work in silos, that uh, we're, we're in this together. You know, we're in this together. So why don't you share maybe some of the, our partners within this, this, this experience that we're, that we're doing? I can tell you that agenda for prophetic faith is one part that involved with Pomona And Pomona reimagining is not a faith-based initiative. One of the partners that Julie and I are a part of is kind of saying the faith community is trying to say, we want our faith to be out there in making, if you will, a beloved community here. Um, in Pomona and where we live. And so joining in the good efforts that are going on in Pomona, that's the way we feel we can also contribute. So there's certainly the Pomona reimagining goes way beyond just the agenda. That is one of our theories with this. Plus we also have some good other people on board. Yeah. So Victor Preciado has been a part of our, our team. Ram uh, Sham Rambaran with Purpose Church. He's been a part of this. And who's currently Michael Whitmer. Many of you know Michael Whitmer. Alex, myself. Lina Mira from Latino Latina Roundtable. And Brian Mundy. We're, oh, and Paul Hudak from Justice for Youth. So we're trying to get those folks. So. But the big news, I think what we're, we've been, we've approached a couple of organizations to take the lead organization, which, as I said, is a, is a burden to bear. And if they're a small nonprofit, it's hard. You're already scrambling to get stuff done for your own purposes. And then we thought about Pomona's Promise, because that is, it's got five prongs It's got a lot of, not that it has infrastructure, but it has a lot of people participating in this. And each prong has its own kind of anchor institution behind it. 
So we have approached Pomona Promise and they are considering. So we are really crossing our fingers, hoping that Pomona Promise can see its way. Like we had shared that we feel there are grand challenges that we want to see if we can shine a light on and help advance. And we're asking the community to tell us, well, what are the grand challenges you would feel are important? And one of the grand challenges that has been lifted up is, well, there are many wonderful partnerships and collaborations going on in Pomona on different things. but they don't always talk with each other. Mm. And even though you have some of the same people involved in different groups, they're really not finding a table where they can really talk about, oh, I see you're doing something that, that we're kind of doing. Maybe you could do it instead of us or, or no, we can build off of that strength and maybe we can use a part of that. So it allows more synergy to be built or eliminates duplication. And we said, well, the grand challenge is using your word, how do we reduce the silos? How do we get more synergy? And is there a host organization that might convene a conference with some of these key partners and initiative for the purpose of trying to look for more opportunities and that would maybe go beyond the life of the one conference and say, I think we're going to get together three times a year, checking out what we're doing and sharing for the purpose of making it stronger and more impactful. So that there was another challenge that we wanted with an effort called that someone had lifted up restorative justice and practice. And we said, it seems like people are talking about when to be Right, if that were happening more in our schools and setting. So we've been looking to say, well, is anyone willing to kind of lift that up and carry that forward? So these are some two grand challenges we've heard people talk about. And we're looking to say, well, does anyone want to carry those forward? And Pomona Reimagining can give a little bit of money to help the conference get going. We can maybe provide a space and some food and some technology, but You'll have to keep up the conference after it's over and you'll have to invite the partners and you will create with your partners what you want the content to be. But we'll be thought partners with you and he'll think with you to, to maybe enrich the ideas that you have with some experiences that we have. So that, that's what we're up to. It's wonderful. Okay, well, Alex and Julie, we're going to take a quick station break and we'll just to identify uh, our, our partners, uh, and we'll be right back. Okay. Hey, welcome back. It's Julie and Alex. Again, thanks again for joining us at the Pomona Promise Network podcast. I, I like to start off by just sharing a little brief history of Pomona's Promise and how we got to this point. So for those who don't know, out there. Pomona Promise Network is a collaborative of mainly service providers, people that, that take action in the community that either belong to an organization or, or a group that are interested in seeing a better tomorrow for our community. 
Now, I've been a part of Pomona's Promise since its obsession. And before it was called the Pomona Promise, it was called the Youth and Family Master Plan. And this was something that was put together by the Pomona Youth Commission. Now, the Pomona Youth Commission, that dates back to, again, the early 2000s when I was doing gang intervention work. We had a young man that was working with us. He was 16 years old. And he had some issues in his life. He grew up in a multi-generational gang family here in Pomona. At 14 years old, he was put on probation. And he was referred to our program. Back then, it was called Project Leads, Leadership, Education, and Decision-Making Skills. It was a gang intervention program here in Pomona. And so this kid, he hung out with us for at least six months, and he was doing real well. He was a likable kid, a friendly, and, 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 and just, just he was a likable kid. At one point, the gang intervention funding through the JJCPA, Juvenile Justice Crime Prevention Act 2000, there were some issues that were, were happening, and we lost funding. And we had to shut our doors right before summer started. Now, at that same time, his father, he got out of prison and reconnected with his son. And him and his son started hanging out with each other. He, so he, this kid started hanging out with positive influence, the weekly counseling that we were offering, and went back to his neighborhood. He loved his dad, I'm sure, and wanted to be a part of that gang that his family was from. Well, this kid, from what I understood, he was hanging out with his dad, doing meth and robbing homes and things of that nature in, a in another adjacent community. From what I understand, he was on meth for like three days and he ended up stealing his aunt's car and, and someone took someone's gun and he shot a highway patrol officer right in front of the courthouse. And thinking in his mind that if I shoot a cop, they're going to have to let me into my neighborhood. Now, his mother, former gang member, told the other gang members, don't get my son to the neighborhood. She had given her life to, to Christ, and she, wanted him, she didn't want her son to follow the same path. But you got her mother on one side and the father that wasn't uh, ready to give her the lifestyle yet. So in his mind, from what I understand, again, if I kill a cop, they'll have to get, uh, you know, they'll have to get me into the neighborhood. And unfortunately, you know, we lost not only the officer, Highway Patrol officer, uh, Thomas Snyder, I think his name was, but we also lost this kid as well. He did an awful thing, but I also remember him, the, the good in him. And I just feel so, so bad that, again, he'll never get to experience the things that many of us get to experience, you know, love and marriage and driving and, and dances and, and, and some of the beautiful things in life. And because of this happened, uh, it, it provoked action through the mayor's office. And at that time, it was, oh, I forget his name at the, at the moment, but he was a very popular mayor. He owned a gas station. He since passed. I met his funeral was at Purpose Church. Uh, Eddie, Eddie, Mayor Eddie Cortez, I think his name was. And uh, he created the mayor's gang task force. And he brought together people from the community, had a little conference, said, how, how do we best address these issues? You know, we're tired of Pomona being recognized merely for this in the community. We really want to change things. So from that, uh, the Mayor's Gang Task Force, we, just, we put together a youth commission. And the youth commission studied other communities 
and their youth and family master plans. And we got a youth and family master plan to play, something that laid out through a charter within our, our city on, on, on how to best address some of these issues, you know, with youth and families. From that came the Pomona Promise. And the Pomona Promise, uh, you know, the, some of the terms uh, slipped my mind, but there was a survey that was put out through the high school teens on, on how high schoolers, how, how young people saw our adult community. And so they identified at least five areas. Young people identified at least five areas that needed to be addressed in the adult world. And one was like community disorganization, people working in silos. Uh, and, I, and if I had the information in front of me, I could, I could best, you could always look it online. They, they have it, of course, on our city website, Youth and Family Master Plan. But the change was really inspired by young people in our community. Looking at the adults in our community and saying, we, we could do better. So again, putting together the Pomona Promise and having more conferences and people coming from outside our community that had experiences all throughout other communities throughout the world on, on what are some of the best practices on how to address some of the issues within our, within our community. So lo and behold, you know, several years later, you know, we are working together as a, as a network of, of, of people of like-minded hearts that really want to continue to see our community be a, a healthy and vibrant and safe community. Now, it seems that uh, COVID and, and the, the pandemic that, that shut down things had an influence in, well, bringing us together, but also kind of taking us apart in a sense. Uh, I belong to the Pomona Promise leadership team. Um, I've been part of the Pomona Promise Network for some time, and I've seen you know, the, the ebbs and flows. And it seems like that we're at a position again where there seems to be some community disorientation. Uh, there are a lot of people working within silos. All, we're all working towards the same goals. But for some reason, again, we're, we're not communicating as, as effectively, as synergetically as, as we could. So I, I really do believe that, that Pomona Reimagine is, is right on time, perhaps to reinvigorate our community to come back, not work within silos, and, and work synergistically because we, we work best together than alone. So we're going to really put a call to action to our community members out there listening to this. And this is something that you feel that may be something close to your heart, part of a group a network of people that are like-minded in the sense where we want to see a better world. So in that sense, I, I, I know you just are, are, are two people within a group of people, but if you had the magic wand or the wish list, how, how, would, how would you see Pomona reimagined? You know, uh, what are, are some of our current conflicts that we have right now, perhaps? What are, what are the, I guess, what are the obstacles and what, would be the end vision, let's just say. I know it's a big question, but I'll, I'll tell you, what, I've had this silly thought. I mean, it's uh, so you know, Holt Boulevard, that whole corridor. Uh, yes, I'm learning more about not just the prostitutes, but these circuits they call them. There's actually circuits of prostitutes that move from community to community, and so then they come, lots of them with their pimps. And 
uh, it just overruns. Human trafficking. Yes. Yeah. Human trafficking. And so the, here's the, the silly idea. So if every church in Pomona, and I think there's like. More than 132. Okay. You know, good. Okay. Let's just, so divide that by seven. Think about that. Like seven churches, right? So if seven churches every night went to Holt Boulevard and just started singing gospel music, I don't know, frying up tortillas or praying. I mean, not proselytizing, but just being great people of God, just loving people. Oh, you're, you're looking for a Bible. I got a Bible for you, you know, and just, just permeating that boulevard with goodness. Good vibes. Human trafficking could not happen. It couldn't, it, because, you know, the, the, what do they call them? The Johns going by like, oh my God, there's a, that's a, that's my, my, my parishioner, you know, whatever. Right. I don't know. <laughs> I know that lady or whatever. Like, not that we could do it. Anyway, it's a silly idea, but the concept is, I think we have the power. Right. Have you heard of the Maharishi effect? No. Oh, well, uh, think about the Beatles. Yes, and, I know. You know, yeah. back in the day, and you know, there was a guru named Maharishi, yeah. and, and uh, there's been scientific studies that actually, prom not promote, but collab collab oh, yeah. uh, collaborate. Word, I, yeah. Corroborate? Corroborate the idea, right? Okay. And that's very simply... When people meditate or pray in groups, there's effective change with the area. Mm -hmm. So I, I remember like, again, a study I think they did in Boston, you know, yeah. in a very violent area, people would come yeah. together and meditate. And, and the correlation of reduced crime yes. to that group meditation or prayer. Yes. So our energies have an effect. Yes. So I, and our I, intentions. Our intentions, yes. Right. So I could, I could imagine maybe more than 132 churches in Pomona. Seven churches every night with seven people from every church would come and just meditate or pray. Again, not make people feel uncomfortable. No, no, no. Or, or, but just but, be joyful. But joyful, like, right. you know, and, and, and send that, that, that love vibe, you know. Oh, amazing. Girl, you need a jacket. It's cold out here. Let's right. put a jacket on you. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Right. You know, just being kind. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, it's beautiful. So that would be uh, because the police right now, their hands are tied. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and a lot of these new policies, these, these laws that are in place. They can't arrest. They, yeah, and so we, we have some challenges ahead of us, you know. Yeah. But okay. I think if community wants it and community bands together, community will get what it wants. Right, right. Okay, thank you, Julie. Alex, what would be your, your wish? I'm very encouraged that I see a lot of the seeds are, are growing and there's the, the, the provide the, the vehicle for the dramatic changes in Pomona, the public banking initiative and the, it's really the Pomona Valley. It's bigger than Pomona. Yes. Pomona has some large institutions that are being asked to get more involved and see what they could do in that community and how the community can be more prepared to to participate in the life of these institutions. So these seeds are happening, the seeds of mental health and wellness and improved education. We still want to get our young people to get into the job potential for them. And we'd like to see more of that occur on 
But I think that the seeds are here. It's, it's the nurturing of them and the building of the good efforts and the synergy. I, I, so I'm very hopeful and very positive about hopefully what we have going on and how Pomona might be teaming as it is in the public banking effort with other neighborings mm. and uh, going beyond just the city boundary to build strength with other cities. I see these things as in the near future, right? And if you'd like to learn more about public banking, leave a comment, you know, and, and perhaps we could get our, our, our experts in that area to come join and, and learn more. You know, I got to tell you, when I hear public banking, uh, it scares me in a way because that is the biggest threat, I think, towards the establishment. You know, I know that uh, much of some of our leaders that subscribe to the ideas of the World Economic Forum that want to have that one digital currency where all power is centralized. That's, you know, public banking is, is a way to stay independent as communities. And I think it's a wonderful idea, and, and I really, those, that's one thing I pray for. I hope that something like that is possible because we, we take care of our, our own communities rather than and we reinvest. looking out to the world and reinvest in our own communities. Right. All that, all that right. banking money gets reinvested into our right. own communities. And I tell you, like I said, again, I, me, my wife and I both run nonprofit organizations, but we don't own our own home. Like many that we know, and again, I'm, I'm middle class, I guess, American. I'm grateful for all that I have. but. Like me and so many, we just can't afford to even own our own homes in our own community. So I think that's a, a great solution, uh, a great investment. So that's just, uh, hopefully we'll have a good podcast in the future with learning more about public banking. I'll, uh, I'll leave my email. And so you can add in. And if anyone wants to get in contact with me about Pomona reimagining or public banking, I just I can funnel. Questions. So we'll leave some information also about not only how to connect with Phoenix Promise, uh, but with Compassionate Pomona, and, and also some of the other groups that are doing some great, great uh, work out there. So uh, we, we, we call to action community. Uh, we don't live in a perfect world, and certainly we don't live in a perfect world, perfect people. But together we can come to, we can join forces, right, in the name of good and light, and make a positive difference with. Thank, Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us. All right, Pomona, we're out. Peace. Hey, welcome back, Pomona. My name is Andrew Mionis, and you're tuned in to Pomona Promise Network Podcast. This is our first podcast of the year, and we'd like to welcome our special guest. Uh, today, we're going to be talking to Julie, and I'm sorry, sorry and Alex. Julie and Alex, uh, today we're talking about Pomona Reimagined. 
Okay. So again, welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much for coming today. We really appreciate you being here. Our first official podcast of the year is 2024. There's a lot of things going on in this world uh, as we speak. And I am I'm just happy to have you here because we come to talk about the good news. And, and you have brought some, an idea and, and the idea is called Pomona Reimagined. And so we're really looking forward to exploring what that means, Pomona Reimagined. So before we get started with Pomona Reimagined, we'll start with you, Julie, and then we'll go to you, Alex, and just share a little bit about yourself and, and I guess what brings you here. So I'm Julie Wheeler and I live in the city of Pomona and I've only been here seven years. I grew up in the city of Laverne and got remarried later in life and moved to Pomona and this is my place. Right. This is my place. So met great people like you and Jan and just a ton of people and got involved in the city workings, you know, being politically minded, you know, seeing the city of Pomona, but also compassionate Pomona, restorative practices Pomona. And I, Alex and I are together on a, a committee or a, a group called Agenda for a Prophetic Faith. Agenda for a Prophetic Faith. That, that's a beautiful. Agenda for a Prophetic Faith. Mm -hmm. huh? Mm -hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Right. <laughs> and so this, this group works on bringing beautiful things into the world. And, and it has birthed a number of really good initiatives. Like you've probably heard of the public banking. Yes. So the Agenda for Prophetic Faith birthed that. Ah, okay. We've also done some reparations work. Now, and Dick Bunce and, and our friend Michael Whitmer. Yes. Those are the two key names that come up. Yes, my man with the uh, tell me what is that called again agenda for no no not the uh, the i know the cobb institute the re refinancing of things uh, the bank community banking what, what is public so, banking public banking now so we're gonna little, maybe a little learn a little more about that as oh, well well we could okay. yeah okay i'm sorry go ahead so we did some reparation work and during covid because every you know the world was shut down an idea came called Pomona Reimagining. And what we did, well, it sort of started in 2019 where we had our, our in-person conference. I think you were there. Yes, called, that's right. It was actually called Pomona Reawakening. That's right. And Tim Mayer Sandoval was one of our keynote speakers. Azim Kamisa was a keynote speaker. And that, and we had all these breakout sessions about all the good stuff that was happening in Pomona. That was a really a turning point for me. And for an, I know for a lot of people, they just said, I just hadn't had us all together. You know, it was like to see this beautiful impact of all these people working for the goodness in Pomona. Yes. And the keynote speaker, Azim Kamisa, who runs his own violence prevention. I mean, he's, he's big. You can look him up. He's got a great story, a tragic story, but a great story. After being with us all day, he gave this keynote speech and he said, I've been in many, many communities, but I've never been in one like this. So he saw something in us right. that we actually hadn't seen in ourselves. Mm. You know, we thought we were good, right. but we didn't know we were great. <laughs> and so he actually saw us, you know, that we have this connective tissue. We might not have infrastructure. We might not have money, but we have this connective tissue that really is so much more valuable than all that. Right. Yeah. So that was the kind of the first 
rendition of Pomona Reimagining was this conference called Pomona Reawakening. Yes. And so during COVID, we did a few virtual conferences. And now we're back on our feet and we have some something in our future. But maybe you need to hear a little bit more about where we're coming from or our past, because Alex is really good at recounting all of our um, past. So Alex, tell us a little bit about yourself. Happy to. And thank you again, Andy, for having us here. We were excited about what's happening with Pomona Reimagining, but for, for me, it's hard to kind of start about myself okay. without starting about my parents. Both my parents came to this country from Mexico, from Aguascalientes uh, and Zacatecas. Oh, right. And they came as children. And my brother and I were born here in the Los Angeles area where my parents met. And I grew up in the LA area and worked in my career. I've retired now five years, but I haven't tired for wanting to contribute to, to bring the good. So I still am an active volunteer and active with Pomona Reimagining. But I used to say I had such wonderful parents, but then it really came to me what made them so wonderful is all the community around them that helped them yeah. as an immigrant family coming into this country. <laughs> and the church surrounded them, the neighbors that surrounded them, the school that helped them and helped my brother and I. So I'm a social worker by my education and I worked in the nonprofit area with families and communities and helping communities in the MacArthur Park area in Los Angeles come together to improve their health and education and economics and their, their family life and bringing that experience to here in Pomona of reimagining. And as Julie said, Pomona is just such a unique jewel there. I mean, you don't even, you can't even count on two hands the number of cities in the world that would call themselves a city of compassion. They just wouldn't say that about themselves. And then Pomona has really given birth to so many innovative ideas and collaborative initiatives. So who wouldn't want to try to be part of it and contribute to it? So it's been exciting for Pomona Reimagining to be part of that spark and energy building. So Julie and I love what's going on here and Pomona Reimagining is trying to add to that. It's wonderful. Now I'm going to give you a little history of, of my place in Pomona. Back in the 90s, I went to high school here and it was a very interesting experience in the sense where uh, I did come from a city right next door, Diamond Bar. My parents, my father's an immigrant from Cali, Colombia. He came here to the States at 14 with his family. And my mom's a, a, a Chicana from La Puente, California. <laughs> now, when we moved to Diamond Bar, I, I spent time in Pomona Unified School District. But things really changed for me, in particular, when I got into junior high, but more into high school. At that time, there was no Diamond Ranch High School. We were bused from Diamond Bar because I lived on the north side, closer to Pomona, to Ganesha High School. Now, my introduction to Pomona, for the most part, gangs, drugs, violence. Uh, as a high schooler, I, I ditched school. I hung around with, with the crowd. 
people that I knew, I guess within that world, I knew Pomona is, is somewhat of a dangerous place. I mean, drugs, prostitution, uh, gang violence, multi, multi-ethnic conflict, a lot of times between black and brown. I was involved in a number of fights. Uh, I've been expelled twice from school district when I was younger. And I realize now, again, uh, like many young people out there that are lost and confused, it's, it's easier to hang around with other lost boys as well that are lost and confused. And, and so in my experience in Pomona, my first, and when I first imagined Pomona was, again, a city that, that other cities in the surrounding area didn't really want to be a part of because of its bad reputation. Now, when something happened to me when I was younger, I, I ended up getting a DUI and driving under the influence because of, well, I shouldn't have been driving, but, but I had some conflict with a girlfriend of mine and I, I decided to go out there and drive and I got a DUI. And that put me in a place where I was incarcerated for a while and on probation and I had to do a thousand hours community service. And by the good fortune, I had a mentor come into my life, a guy named, by the name of Danny Oaxaca, that his profession was a gang intervention worker. And he showed me a different world, kind of showed me that I could still be cool, I could still be Chicano, but not participating, I guess, in the path of violence. I began to understand myself, why I made decisions. And as I grew up, I understood that I had to go through those things in my life so that I could help others. For for about two decades, you know, I I spent time as a gang intervention worker, social work. I've, my whole adult life has been nonprofit work in the service of others. So as I was reintroduced to Pomona, I, I felt that it w- I had a, a role to play to reimagine Pomona to be a better place. And then connecting with good people like Jan Chase, of course, with Compassion Pomona and, and a, a number of others along the way that were steadfast in their efforts to bring light to this community. And so I, I just feel very proud to be a, a part of a network of uh, light workers, we'll call them, because there is a lot of conflict in the world today. However, uh, at MLK, I think he said, you know, you know, evil could only exist when good men fail to act, something of that nature. And so I feel that it's a part of my destiny to, to put in some good work. And I needed to go through some of that mess in my life in order to live the message. So let's talk about Pomona Reimagined. Uh, oh. Julia. So I want to tell a story. This is a story of failure because it, there's, there's a way of thinking of how to fix a community. And so in Atlanta, Georgia, in the 90s, former President Jimmy Carter had his, uh, I don't know, peace offices. And then in the December, two blocks away, a homeless man froze to death on the street. And he said, this should never have happened. And so he got all these experts, social scientists, experimenters. There was all this money, tens of millions of dollars poured into. Everyone wanted to work with Jimmy Carter, you know, and they had got offices. At one point, they had hired 84 people. To, to work on projects, right? To, to make Atlanta a great city. There was a five-year time, pr- time frame. So the first year, there's all these people doing all this good stuff. And so 
Did the needle move? Well, not much. But maybe next year. So the second year, you know, it's still, let's pump more in. Let's get more volunteers. Did the needle move? Not much. And at the end of five years, the needle didn't move. So coming in with the good idea from outside and even money from the outside and having all these volunteers from the outside, it doesn't work. Mm. And we think it will. Like, oh, if we just get, we get millions of dollars, we'll be great. So Pomona reimagining is actually how do we harness who we are, mm. what we have, what we're doing, and, and make it greater, whatever that looks like more synergy, more attention, more focus. We don't have the answers, but we're saying we're going to shine a light on the great things we're doing and see if we can actually get more momentum in those things. Because it's you, me, Alex, we don't have the answers. It's the people here. And so how to, I don't know that anyone still has the answers, but well, I, I th- definitely believe that the idea that change starts from within. As we have our little background here, I've always had this, this imagination in my head uh, of a water dropping and, of course, the ripple. And the, the other rain and the other rain and it drops and it, it ripples and the concentric circles, you know, fade in and fade out. I had been under the weather for the past couple of weeks and we'll, we'll put medicine on our body in hopes that we get better. But I still kind of believe that if I want to get better, I mean, the medicine helps a little bit. The external stuff helps a little bit, but it really, the healing has to come from within. It's your immune system yes. healing you. Right. And there's it, other things that can help that, but it's, it's your body who's healing your body. Right. Exactly. So the, the healing from within. And, and so I, I've, I've seen quite a few people in my life make positive changes in their life. And it, it wasn't necessarily because somebody, again, like, like said, the homeless person saying, here, let me give you all the money you need. But that the chain had to come from, from them. They wanted, you know, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes, and I just would add, I think it is the, the people power, like I was sharing, my parents were, were good people, but if it wasn't for... Other neighbors and friends and people at their church helping them out, they, they couldn't have done it on their own. And there is a mistaken flaw of what we call being independent and being self-sufficient. I don't believe that exists. We, there is no such thing as a one person. One baby will die without a family surrounding that baby. Mm. And one baby and one family will also die without neighbors and a community. Right. So it cannot exist by mm. itself. Right. And you're getting well comes from, yes, the medicine. It comes from your attitude, but it comes from the encouragement around you of people caring about, well, how are you doing, Andy? You feel right. any better? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This? For this soup, you know what I mean? So that's what. Yes. Pomona Reimagining is wanting to shine a spotlight on those heroic healing efforts, wellness efforts that are going on in the community. But we want to try to add some emphasis to it. 
We want to say, we want to shine this spotlight, but what we're shining on is the collaboration and partnerships you have. Yes. You don't want to hear just what you are doing by yourself. So it's that partnership that we want to shine the spotlight on. Yes. And then we call it promoter reimagining to kind of say, this is the innovation. This is the new idea of what we wish for and want. It's not quite there yet. And we want to learn and borrow from different ideas that people have in the community and out of the community. So the spotlight shines on the collaboration, the partnerships, the new ideas. And we want an uplifting celebration. We don't want, well, here's all the horror stories of what's going on in, in Pomona. We want to hear about what that mentor and you did in your life that changed your life. Not just how horrible you were and got kicked out of school twice. So we wanted to get to the celebration part of it. And that's what we want to try to hold conferences and virtual conferences, inviting that opportunity to shine the light on that. So others can see it. Just like your podcast is a way of shining the light. All right. So that can I clarify? Because sure. I think I think what we're leaving out, because we know ourselves so so well, but the concept of Pomona reimagining is that we we are seeking kind of a grand challenge in Pomona that that there is a lead organization that is addressing that grand challenge. And so we come to that organization and say, hey, let's do an, a community conference. And here's what we will do to support you. So we have some money that we support to help that infrastructure. We will provide thought partners because it isn't just what are you doing to this problem? It's like, let's innovate. Let's actually shine the light on everything that's going on in Pomona. And is there innovation in other communities that we could hear from and we could benefit from? So is there a speaker that could come in? And so. Pomona reimagining, we're not putting on conferences. We're encouraging folks who are doing good work to put on conferences that are innovative, creative, have a broad, broad spectrum of people that are doing good, good works in the community. And at the end of the conference, because sometimes I don't know about you, I've gone to a conference like, this is great. And then I never think of it again. Yeah. So after the conference, what are the following steps? How do we continue to move this forward? And so that, that uh, lead organization has actually a, a burden to bear, not just putting on a conference, but how do we continue this good work? Because right. there, you know, when we get together, the synergy that comes out of something like that is enormous. And so how do we continue to move that ball forward? Now, I, I like to imagine a top, you know, the mm -hmm. top of spinning it spins and it looks really cool and eventually it loses this momentum and it falls. Yeah, spin it again. Uh, throughout my adult life, I've been to conferences all throughout the United States and I think going to conferences with like-minded people continue to reinvigorate me year after year. Of course, doing gang intervention work for so many years, uh, seeing young people that I've worked with, you know, die, go to jail, 
some succeed, but some fail. It, it would take a toll on my heart from time to time. And so going to these annual conferences, being around people that are experiencing what I'm experiencing all throughout our state, sometimes the world, it, 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 like, it was like turning me again to, to, so that I could spin. And so it, it's been a while, I think, since you know, we've had, again, the, the Pomona Reawakening a conference, but it really inspired many of us. And I think, it, again, we're right on time that it, this is something that is beneficial for the community to, to reestablish the vision year after year, to remind ourselves that we don't work in silos, that uh, we're, we're in this together. You know, we're in this together. So why don't you share maybe some of the, our partners within this, this, this experience that we're, that we're doing? I can tell you that agenda for prophetic faith is one part that involved with Pomona Reimagining. And Pomona Reimagining is not a faith-based initiative. But one of the partners that Julie and I are a part of is kind of saying, the faith community is trying to say, we want our faith to be out there in making, if you will, a beloved community here. Um, in Pomona and where we live. And so joining in the good efforts that are going on in Pomona, that's the way we feel we can also contribute. So there's certainly the Pomona reimagining goes way beyond just the agenda. That is one of our narratives involved with this. Plus we also have some good other people on the board. So Victor Preciado has been a part of our, our team, Ram, uh, Sham Rambaran with Purpose Church. He's been a part of this and who's currently Michael Whitmer. Many of you know, Michael Whitmer, Alex, myself, Lina Mira from Latino, Latina Roundtable and Brian Mundy were, oh, and Paul Hudak from Justice for Youth. So we're trying to get those folks. So but the big news, I think what we're, we've been, we've approached a couple of organizations to take the lead organization, which as I said, is a, is a burden to bear. And if they're a, a small nonprofit, it's hard. You're already scrambling to get stuff done for your own purposes. But then we thought about Pomona's Promise because that is, it's got five prongs it's got a lot of, not that it has infrastructure, but it has a lot of people participating in this. And each prong has its own kind of anchor institution behind it. So we have approached Pomona Promise and they are considering. So we are really crossing our fingers, hoping that Pomona Promise can see its way. Like we had shared that we feel there are grand challenges that we want to see if we can shine a light on and help advance. And we're asking the community to tell us, well, what are the grand challenges you would feel are important? And one of the grand challenges that has been lifted up is, well, there are many wonderful partnerships and collaborations going on in Pomona on different things. but 
they don't always talk with each other. Mm. And even though you have some of the same people involved in different groups, they're really not finding a table where they can really talk about, oh, I see you're doing something that, that we're kind of doing. Maybe you could do it instead of us or, or no, we can build off of that strength and maybe we can use a part of that. So it allows more synergy to be built or eliminates duplication. And we said, well, the grand challenge is using your word, how do we reduce the silos? How do we get more synergy? And is there a host organization that might convene a conference with some of these key partners and initiative for the purpose of trying to look for more opportunities and that would maybe go beyond the life of the one conference and say, I think we're going to get together three times a year, checking out what we're doing and sharing for the purpose of making it stronger and more impactful. So that there was another challenge that we wanted with an effort called that someone had lifted up restorative justice and practice. And we said, it seems like people are talking about, wouldn't it be Right, if that were happening more in our schools and setting. So we've been looking to say, well, is anyone willing to kind of lift that up and carry that forward? So these are some two grand challenges we've heard people talk about. And we're looking to see, well, does anyone want to carry those forward? And Pomona Reimagining can give a little bit of money to help the conference get going. We can maybe provide a space and some food and some technology, but You'll have to keep up the conference after it's over and you'll have to invite the partners and you will create with your partners what you want the content to be. But we'll be thought partners with you and he'll think with you to, to maybe enrich the ideas that you have with some experiences that we have. So that, that's what we're up to. It's wonderful. Okay, well, Alex and Julie, we're going to take a quick station break and we'll just to identify uh, our, our partners, uh, and we'll be right back. Thank you. Hey, welcome back, and Julie and Alex. Again, thanks again for joining us at the Pomona Promise Network podcast. I, I like to start off by just sharing a little brief history of Pomona Promise and how we got to this point. So for those who don't know out there, Pomona Promise Network is a collaborative of mainly service providers, people that, that take action in the community that either belong to an organization or, or a group that are interested in seeing a better tomorrow for our community. Now, I've been a part of Pomona's Promise since its obsession. And before it was called the Pomona Promise, it was called the Youth and Family Master Plan. And this was something that was put together by the Pomona Youth Commission. Now, the Pomona Youth Commission, that dates back to, again, the early 2000s when I was doing gang intervention work. We had a young man that was working with us. He was 16 years old, and he had some issues in his life. He, he grew up in a multi-generational gang family here in Pomona. At 14 years old, he was put on probation. And he was referred to our program. Back then, it was called Project Leads, Leadership, Education, and Decision-Making Skills. It was a gang intervention program here in Pomona. And so this kid 
And he hung out with us for at least six months, and he was doing real well. He was a likable kid, a friendly, and, 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 and just, just he was a likable kid. At one point, the gang intervention funding through the JJCPA, Juvenile Justice Crime Prevention Act 2000, there were some issues that were, were happening, and we lost funding. And we had to shut our doors right before summer started. Now, at that same time, Rudy's father, he got out of prison and reconnected with his son. And him and his son started hanging out with each other. He, so he, this kid started hanging out with positive influence, the weekly counseling that we were offering, and went back to his neighborhood. He loved his dad, I'm sure, and wanted to be a part of that gang that his family was from. Well, this kid, from what I understood, he was hanging out with his dad, doing meth, and robbing homes and things of that nature in, a in another adjacent community. From what I understand, he was on meth for like three days, and he ended up stealing his aunt's car. And, and someone took someone's gun, and he shot a highway patrol officer right in front of the courthouse. And thinking in his mind that if I shoot a cop, they're going to have to let me into my neighborhood. Now, his mother, former gang member, told the other gang members, don't get my son to the neighborhood. She had given her life to, to Christ, and she, wanted him, she didn't want her son to follow the same path. But you got her mother on one side and the father that wasn't uh, ready to give up the lifestyle yet. So in his mind, from what I understand, again, if I kill a cop, they'll have to get, uh, you know, they'll have to get me into the neighborhood. And unfortunately, you know, we lost not only the officer, Highway Patrol officer, uh, Thomas Snyder, I think his name was, but we also lost this kid as well. He did an awful thing, but I also remember him, the, the good in him. And I just feel so, so bad that, again, he'll never get to experience the things that many of us get to experience, you know, love and marriage and driving and, and dances and, and, and some of the beautiful things in life. And because of this happened, yeah, it, it provoked action through the mayor's office. And at that time, it was, oh, I forget his name at the, at the moment, but he was a very popular mayor. He owned a gas station. He since passed. I met his funeral was at Purpose Church. Uh, Eddie, Eddie, Mayor Eddie Cortez, I believe his name was. And uh, he created the Mayor's Gang Task Force. And he brought together people from the community, had a little conference, said, how, how do we best address these issues? You know, we're tired of Pomona being recognized merely for this in the community. We really want to change things. So from that, uh, the Mayor's Gang Task Force, we, just, we put together a youth commission. And the youth commission studied other communities and their youth and family master plans. And we got a youth and family master plan to play. Something that laid out through a charter within our, our city on, on, on how to best address some of these issues you know, with youth and families. From that came the Pomona Promise. And the Pomona Promise, uh, you know, the, some of the terms uh, slipped my mind, but there was a survey that was put out through the high school teens on, on how high schoolers, how, how young people saw our adult community. And so they identified at least five areas. Young people identified at least five areas that needed to be addressed in the adult world. And one was like community disorganization, people working in silos, uh, 
and I and if I had the information in front of me, I could I could best. You could always look it online. They they have it, of course, on our city website. Use the family master plan. But the change was really inspired by young people in our community looking at the adults in our community, saying we we could do better. So again, putting together the Pomona Promise and having more conferences and people coming from outside our community that had experiences all throughout other communities throughout the world on, on what are some of the best practices on how to address some of the issues within our, within our community. So lo and behold, you know, several years later, you know, we are working together as a, as a network of, of, of people of like-minded hearts that really want to continue to see our community be a, a healthy and vibrant and safe community. Now, it seems that uh, COVID and, and the, the pandemic that, that shut down things had an influence in, well, bringing us together, but also kind of taking us apart in a sense. Uh, I belong to the Pomona Promise leadership team. Um, I've been part of the Pomona Promise Network for some time, and I've seen you know the, the ebbs and flows. And it seems like that we're at a position again where there seems to be some community disorientation. Uh, there are a lot of people working within silos. All we're all working towards the same goals, but for some reason, again, we're we're not communicating as effectively, as synergetically as, as we could. So I, re I really do believe that, that Pomona Reimagine is, is right on time, perhaps to reinvigorate our community to come back, not yeah. work within silos, and, and work synergistically, because we, we work best together than alone. So we're going to really put a call to action to our community members out there listening to this. And this is something that you feel that may be something close to your heart, part of a group, a network of people that are like-minded in the sense where we want to see a better world. So in that sense, I, I, I know you just are, are, are two people within a group of people, but if you had the magic wand or the wish list, how, how, would, how would you see Pomona reimagined? You know, uh, what are, are some of our current conflicts that we have right now, perhaps, what are, what are the, I guess, what are the obstacles and what would be the end vision? Let's just say, I know it's a big question, but I'll, I'll tell you, uh, I've had this silly thought. I mean, it's, uh, so, you know, Holt Boulevard, that whole corridor, Yes, I'm learning more about not just the prostitutes, but these circuits, they call them. There's actually circuits of prostitutes that move from community to community. And so then they come, lots of them with their pimps. And, uh, it just overruns. Human trafficking. Yes. Yeah. Human trafficking. And so the, here's the, the silly idea. So if every church in Pomona, and I think there's like. More than 132. Okay. You know, good. Okay. Let's just, so divide that by seven. Think about that. Like seven churches, right? So if. Seven churches every night went to Holt Boulevard and just started singing gospel music. I don't know, frying up tortillas or praying. I mean, not proselytizing, but just being great people of God, just loving people. Oh, 
you're you're looking for a Bible. I got a Bible for you, you know, and just just permeating that boulevard with goodness. Good vibes. Human trafficking could not happen. It couldn't it, because you know the the what do they call them? The Johns going by like, oh my God, there's a, that's a that's my 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 parishioner, you know, whatever. Right. I don't know. <laughs> I know that lady or whatever. Like, not that we could do it. Anyway, it's a silly idea, but the concept is, I think we have the power. Right. Have you heard of the Maharishi effect? No. Oh, well, uh, think about the Beatles. Yes, and, I know. You know, yeah. back in the day, and, you know, there was a guru named Maharishi, yeah. and, and uh, there's been scientific studies that actually, prom- not promote, but collab. Cla- oh, yeah. Uh, Corroborate? Uh, Corroborate? Corroborate the idea, right? Okay. And, and that's b- very simply... When people meditate or pray in groups, there's effective change with the area. Mm-hmm. So I, I remember like again a study I think they did in Boston, you know, yeah. in a very violent area, people would come yeah. together and meditate. And and the correlation of reduced crime yes. to that group meditation or prayer. Yes. So our energies have an effect. Yes. So I, and our I, intentions. Our intentions, yes. Right. So I could I could imagine maybe more than 132 churches in Pomona. Seven churches every now with seven people from every church would come and just meditate or pray. Again, not make people feel uncomfortable. No, no, no. Or, or, but just but, be joyful. But joyful, like, right. you know, and, and, and send that, that, that love vibe, you know? Oh, Amazing. Girl, you need a jacket. It's cold out here. Let's put right. a jacket on you. Yeah, <laughs> right. You know, just being kind. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, it's beautiful. So that would be uh, because the police right now, their hands are tied. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and and a lot of these new policies, these these laws that are in place, they can't arrest. They, yeah, and so we, we have some challenges ahead of us, you know. Yeah, but okay. I think if community wants it, and community bands together, community will get what it wants. Right, right. Okay, thank you, Julie. Alex, what would be your your wish? I'm very encouraged that I see a lot of the seeds are, are growing and there's the, the, the provide the, the vehicle for the dramatic changes in Pomona, the public banking initiative and the, it's really the Pomona Valley. It's bigger than Pomona. Yes. Pomona has some large institutions that are being asked to get more involved and see what they could do in that community and how the community could be more prepared to to participate in the life of these institutions. So these seeds are happening, the seeds of mental health and wellness and improved education. We still want to get our young people to get into the job potential for them. And we'd like to see more of that occur on but I think that the seeds are here. It's, it's the nurturing of them and the building of the good efforts and the synergy. I, I, so I'm very hopeful and very positive about what we, what we have going on and how Pomona might be teaming as it is in the public banking effort with other neighborings mm. and uh, going beyond just the city boundary to build strength with other cities and see these things as in the near future. Right. And if you'd like to learn more about public banking, leave a comment, you know, and then perhaps we could get our, our, our experts in that area to come join and, and learn more. 
you know, I got to tell you, when I hear public banking, uh, it scares me in a way because that is the biggest threat, I think, towards the establishment. You know, I know that uh, much of some of our leaders that subscribe to the ideas of the World Economic Forum that want to have that one digital currency where all power is centralized, that's, you know, public banking is, is a way to stay independent as communities. And I think it's a wonderful idea. And, and I really, those are, that's one thing I pray for. I hope that something like that is possible because we, we take care of our, our own communities rather than and we reinvest. looking out to the world and reinvest in our own communities. Right. All that, all that right. banking money gets reinvested into our right. own communities. And I tell you, like I said, again, I, me, my wife and I both run nonprofit organizations, but we don't own our own home. Like many that we know, and again, I'm, I'm middle class, I guess, American. I'm grateful for all that I have. But like me and so many, we just can't afford to even own our own homes in our own community. So I think that's a, a great solution, uh, a great investment. So that's just, uh, hopefully again, we'll have a good podcast in the future with learning more about public banking. I'll, uh, I'll leave my email. And so you can add in. And if anyone wants to get uh, in contact with me about homeowner reimagining or public banking, and just I can funnel questions. So we'll leave some information also about not only how to connect with Miss Promise, uh, but with Compassionate Pomona, and, and also some of the other groups that are doing some great, great work out there. So uh, we, we, we call to action community. Uh, we don't live in a perfect world. And certainly we don't live in a perfect, perfect people, but together we can come to, we can join forces, right? In the name of good and light and make a positive difference with. with them. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you for joining us. All right, Pomona, we're out. Peace. Yeah, <laughs> they